us what a weekend adam (laughs) week 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 one of the playoffs is gonna kill me i can't wait to see what the semifinals brings felt like a weekend at bernie's man i'm I'm gonna have a heart attack i think i I think that's what's gonna happen i'm pretty sure (laughs) pretty sure if i gotta sweat out you know especially we're recording this on monday afternoon i gotta sweat out tonight dk metcalf i need 12.44 fantasy points do you think I can get it? How Come much on, do you DK. need? 12.44. Full PPR? Full PPR, bonus for a big play. So 140-yard 140-yard touchdown would be enough. Count it. All right. <laughs> Count it. All right, we're counting. Come on, Eagles. Don't let me down now. <laughs> be trash on defense of that secondary like you've been all season. Uh, do we have – here's a question I have for you. I don't know if you know the answer. Do we have either a Kelly Green or a Green Color Rush sighting tonight? Uh, I don't believe so. I believe neither. We don't get either. Oh man, it's just plain tonight. Plain Jane. All right, we'll take plain Jane twelve point five. Plain Jane twelve point five. All right. You think Drew Locke could do it? (laughs) I don't really. I don't don't believe as much in Drew Locke as I do in DK Metcalf. How about that? (laughs) You just chuck one down there. DK will get it. Yeah, DK's down there somewhere. All right. Well, let's get right into it, Adam, because I think today's a pretty interesting subject. I had the uh, the thought going through my brain. Off-season is going to be here for a lot of people. Unfortunately, for some of us, there's teams going home, you know, yesterday. <laughs> Good time to talk off-season for those, huh? I don't know right. about unfortunate. But it got me thinking, like, what I usually do as soon as my team's eliminated in Dynasty and how I like to, you know, cut old aging no value gain type players shoot for upside shoot for potential and it got me thinking maybe i've been doing this wrong the whole time so i had a real epiphany that i wanted to go back and look at keep trade cut rankings now these aren't the end all be all but within the last year positional value within their position how much they rose and who were the biggest risers and where is this rise located? Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Like, what positions can break in where you get some guy you pick up off of waivers so you don't think is nothing, right? And all of a sudden here, a year later, they actually have some dynasty value. They're flippable. Maybe they're a piece on your contending team. Uh, you know, in best ball, we're always mining the, uh, the trying to mine that gold, right, to, to try to find that that one running back, that one wide receiver that can make a lineup in best ball every now and then, right? Adam, the results are in. So I will go through them with you, buddy. The the results are in. All right. Uh, Okay, let's let's hear it. All right, so at the quarterback position, uh, Brock Purdy, obviously. This time last year, keep trade cuts, QB 31. Now currently QB 12. Yeah. Nice rise. I mean, that's a, yeah, absolutely. 
you struck gold with that. And you struck gold if you're in a league with me that I picked Brock Purdy up off of waivers last year because I probably traded him to you for a third. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you the crazy part, too? Is So that's the key trade cut deal. <clears throat> Mike, for the, for the year, quarterback four now in warp. Right. The last five weeks, Mike, 11 through 15, quarterback one in warp. There you go. You got him at what was that price? Twenty six, seven, thirty one. Holy shit, man! That's that's crazy, right? That's an absolute like. I, I don't know if you get better than that. Actually, it's hard to get better than that. Period. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Um, Jordan Love, QB twenty one at this time last year. Wow. Up, up to QB fifteen. Sam Howell, QB thirty six, up <clears throat> to sixteen at the moment. And that'll Gardner, be an interesting one to track too, right? right. After last week's game, Gardner Minshew, forty-eight to thirty-one. Wow! Only good quarterbacks I could find that had uh, significant value bumps. The and Minshew. Can, can we talk about Minshew actually in this regard right here? Yeah. Those other guys. Um, now Sam Howell, like I said, an interesting one to track. I think he has an opportunity to trend down. I don't think it's a hundred percent lock, right. but I see it there. Uh, Jordan Love, I think, will stay reasonably within that range. He's going to yeah. have the the job next year, he, regardless of how he finishes the season. He has earned next year and possibly further, um, so he'll stay. Brock Purdy is, I mean, this team's, I mean, they're a lock for a buy at this point. It feels like, um, not necessarily true, but they're he's going to be in the mix too. So the reason I want to bring up Minshew and it's a big one is that value is how, how do you want to call it? It's just it's Fugazi. It's all. It's it's completely um, fluff. It's all air, and it is about to leave. Burst. Yes, it's yes. about to leave, and that balloon's going to be empty here. And if you are in a position at all, and you have this where you're out of the league, right? You're out of the you're out of the playoffs now, and there's not a trade deadline. You got to move him for something right now, please. And like you got to move him. He's got to a hundred percent go now, because guess what? He gets back to that forty eight value. He'll be yours. Forever. Yep. Or until uh, whoever is playing in front of him gets hurt again. Yeah, until maybe next. I mean, honestly, I, we shouldn't even say that because look at this year. I mean, how many quarterbacks that you probably haven't even heard of listening to this podcast got right. starting jobs for week in, week out? Josh Dobbs, Tommy DeVito, Jake Browning. Easton Stick. Case Keenum. I mean, we can keep going, um, believe it or not. This is uh, Drew Locke. Marcus Mariota, maybe. Oh. Hopefully uh, not. Please Taylor don't. Heineke or Desmond Ritter, don't they both count? Yeah, they're the same thing. Same picture, right? It's like yeah, the we, office meme. I, I, love the, I, I love this. We, we had it in Discord today, Mike. It was uh, We're talking about math equations, right? Because they yeah. were doing the whole Dallas Cowboy thing. And uh, you see you know, Arthur Smith trying to figure out which quarterback to start. And it's like a, uh, it's like a multiplication issue, right? Anytime you put zero in, you're going to end up getting zero. And all three of them are zero. So even if one of them was any good, you're going to end up with zero. You got a horrible coach. You got two horrible quarterbacks. There is no solving this problem, buddy. Love it. Adam, I'm going to go to a very terrible position. And let me preface this oh, no. by saying which uh, one is this? Tight ends, right? Think about all these tight ends, right? Trey McBride. This time <clears> last year, he was tight end 14, Adam. He's up to tight end five. Go, all right. But 14 wasn't a very long way to climb. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mike, I had in a league 
Sam Laporta and Trey McBride. I traded Trey McBride away in a deal we don't have to discuss on air. But um, like that's one of those where it's okay because I have Sam Laporta, but at the same time, I gave up Trey McBride for n- nothing. And you talk about that. I traded him at that, what was it, tight end 14 you said? Yep. I probably traded him more like tight end 20 value, maybe even lower. And, you know, expecting him maybe to stay in that team range. And I liked him, but, man, this has been a meteoric rise for him at the tight end position. Taysom Hill, 36 to 26. That one, I'd be interested to see, though, if it actually reflects any trade value. But to your point, yes, I agree. That is a uh, guy that has found money for people in, like, you know, best ball leagues or just don't have a tight end. The only one I can point to on this whole list who's had a shocking rise as far as dynasty value has gone. Amongst the community, at the tight end position, Adam, Jake Ferguson, tight end 34 to tight end 9. Well, I think, too, Mike, it may be until very recently, it felt like uh, the community did not want to buy in. Um, and to be honest, myself included, as it was continuing to go up, right? It's one of those conundrums you have where it's like, okay, at a certain point, yeah, I'm, I, I think this is a sell opportunity. Yeah. And he keeps going up. And... Now, I mean, the thing is, he's earned this role with Dak, and we have seen Dak pepper the tight end position and make them very fantasy relevant and matter in fantasy at a position that's not very deep. You know what this tells me? Tell me. At the tight end position, as soon as my teams are eliminated, I start to do my offseason work. You know, I'm cutting the uh, the Josh Dobbs for my team, right? The Tommy DeVitos, the the Jake Brownings, right? Like, these kind of guys, right? Like, they just assume they're, they don't continue to ball out or whatever and we're not having a Brock Purdy like discussion with these kind of players or I'm cutting those uh you know those Leonard Fournettes right we're just getting rid of them dropping them off the team you're starting to clear out the bottom of your rosters okay I am not picking up tight ends all right I don't care if it's Elijah Higgins I don't care if it's one of these young athletic tight ends where I was like you know what (laughs) maybe maybe they got a chance next year maybe because Adam it really don't matter there's only three guys on this whole damn list that went up in tight end value from last year to this time this year. So are you going to get lucky and hit the Jake Ferguson? Maybe. More than likely, though, you're not. I well, looked so, at all of them, Adam. Yeah. And most of them, you know what actually happened to them? They went down. Well, but here's the thing. They can't all go down, right? Crazy enough, they actually do. because Mathematically, young- it's impossible because someone has to go up. To fill the place. What happens every single year. Isn't it an influx of tight ends, right? The influx of the rookie class. Correct. That's what I was going to get to. The that next was, group. That's what I was going to get to because, Mike, here is – Mike, I I did a short on this, uh, what was it, nine months ago? A while ago now, yeah. And I think what you just hit on is, is something that, especially coming into the offseason again, and coming off of the back of what you just talked about, Trey McBride, who is obviously year two, but – Kind of for people feels like he just gets lumped in as a not not really a rookie, but he's um the new face of the young wave of tight ends, right? Yeah. You have him, you have Laporta, you have Kincaid, who I'll be honest with you, Mike, I, I think this guy could be irrelevant for the rest of the season and people ain't gonna care. They're gonna be all in on Kincaid. I mean, if he's if he still keeps putting up zero burgers. I I, I this is what it looks like to me, man. It's just Right, right or wrong, this is the community, uh, the way they value. Because here's the thing, Mike, right? What you just said is so big. Uh, you look at most of them. So Trey McBride went up, right? He uh, defied, I guess, the laws of defied gravity for tight end, right? Right. 
you have Jake Ferguson. Um, but here, here's the truth, right? People fawn over the rookie tight end, which is kind of crazy because before this year, Mike, they were such a low, odd play to hit. Like Sam Laporta just had three touchdowns yesterday. For their, well, not yesterday, but two days ago for those that you know didn't pay attention on top of the fact that he was already at the tight end one discussion. You, when something like that happens, it's going to make all these rookie tight end values go like astronomically high. So to your point here, the move is always going to be, I think, until the community completely changes the way they value things at this position in particular. If you get off of any one of these young guys or old guys, period, for value, okay? And what I say by that, typically I'd prefer liquidity. Or if I can pivot to another position, I'm fine with that too, frankly. But Mike, the reason I say I love liquidity is, guess what you can do? You can draft at what, you you did this to me two two years ago, right? Brevin Bre- Jordan. Brevin Jordan. Here. And oh. I also think no, I, no, hit, you, I huh? hit you with the Daniel Bellinger this offseason too. Yeah, yeah, well... I'm not going to say it hasn't never happened again. I'm just going to tell you that two years ago, you you gave me the Scott Connor, um, you know, on the low before it was like popular news, and he he's selling Brevin Jordan everywhere, right? He did the uh, the old auto accept trade block, so I get Brevin Jordan for a third. I'm like, oh, this is a guy I like his I like his profile, you know. I've been, I've been following this guy for a few years, right? I know the the metrics don't look like he's super athletic, but he he moves well enough. I'm I'm not, I'll take him for. I don't know if it was a, it was a third or a fourth. It was, I think it was a third. Third. Um, third? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine money. Well, Brevin Jordan um, did not defy the laws of gravity for tight end position. He went down. And that third, I don't know what you did with that pick, Mike, but here's the thing now. Think Drafted about it this way. Tight end. Did you? Did you actually? Literally. Okay, good. Because that's, that's, that's the recipe, right? Now you draft. Because here's the thing. Think about last year. It, in the third round... Like, if it was early third, you had a chance to get maybe a Musgrave even. But um, regardless, like there's so many rookie tight ends. You can go to the fourth round, you get Tucker Craft. Fifth round, you get Tucker Craft. There's so many tight ends, and here's the thing. Some of them, you can't, you can't actually predict when they're going to ascend in the dynasty ranks. But unless they get no opportunity and no love ever throughout the season, they will ascend at some point. Look at Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft is... Sitting behind Musgrave, not getting a lot of burn. Musgrave goes down. Tucker Graff gets some burn. Tucker Graff scores some touchdowns, gets some catches, looks solid. All of a sudden, oh, man, maybe this is the tight end one in Green Bay. We saw Mark Andrews do this one day, right? Like, guess what? That hopium for the tight end position, because it's so shallow, Mike, I really do believe, uh, stand by that, that today. It's probably one of the most exploitable tactics in all of Dynasty. If there's anything that points to this more, Right, you need some more evidence about the tight end. Let's give it to them, whether just, they want it or not. And just how fucked the community is in in valuing dynasty tight ends, right? Just how messed up we are at this. Okay, I, t- I talked about the handful of guys: Taysom Hill, <laughs> yep. Jake Ferguson, Trey McBride that that went up significantly. David Njoku at this time last year was tight end eleven. Adam, David Njoku right now is on a heater and winning people weeks. And winning people leagues at the tight end spot, he's 16. But here, here's the thing: <laughs> he's tight end 16. What the, what are we doing? Well, the, the the part about the tight end position, which is so interesting, is because it's so shallow. David and Joku and Evan Ingram are two of like the poster childs for this for me, right? Athletic freak tight ends. We got excited about 
you know, you saw you saw uh, flourishes, right? You saw flashes, right? But you never saw like the consistency. And guess what? This community does is they get tired. They get real tired. And once you get into this road off list, Mike, you're, you're pretty much capped at tight end twelve, right? In that age range, because they because everyone wants to chase the Kelsey, the Laporta, the Andrews they're going to say that those guys can never be that. They're going to say, oh, well, he's capped at whatever, this mid-tight end. I, I want to chase the next one. I want to chase Kincaid. I want to chase you know, Sam Laporta. Well, you happen to hit. but And Mike loves that Iowa tight end. But, you know, I, odds are not good um, of hitting a Sam Laporta, frankly. So before we move on to guess what's coming in this class. Right couple more tight ends oh, well, Brock Bowers Brock There's Bowers is going to have the I'm telling you right now Mike wait for it yeah everybody listening to Canton Bound they're going to act like he is Canton Bound I'm telling you this right now he's going to be way too high in the discussion early oh he's probably walking in top three that's what I mean and I, I don't actually I think Brock Bowers is is a very good prospect I like him I just yes. part of my problem is I don't value the position and I know that even really good young prospects are not guaranteed to be great in the NFL right away Last point before we get off these tight ends. Just think about this in the offseason. We were talking about the Njoku and the Evan Ingram thing. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth, Cole Komet. These are going to be some guys that are going to get pushed down and kind of capped at that 12 range because of incoming tight ends and what these youngsters have already done You know, from the 23 class, Adam. like, Could those be the next group of guys where if you wanted to get that edge in your dynasty leagues, maybe those are the guys you go out and buy if you're getting them at those prices, right? Like they, Absolutely. They get they got wrote off. <laughs> you should actually write back, <laughs> write back on these ones. Well, you should you you shouldn't write. You should email. You should do something quicker. You should get it done now. A little, a little faster. <laughs> let's use technology. Let, let's make this happen today. Let's make a trade today. You know. All right. How about the wide receiver position? Value risers, Adam. Nico Collins, nice fifty nine to twenty two. <laughs> that's that that's huge. Yeah, that that the receiver position. Right. You go from uh, irrelevant, really, at wide receiver to pretty relevant. I mean, the, the reality, true, truthfully, for Nico is that C.J. Stroud has been so good. I'm not, I'm not discounting the way that he's played, Nico Collins, by the way. But you just look, and he's, he's going to be an aberration, Mike, as far as someone that was that that did not do much for that long of a time. And then that's, I think, why he was in the 59 range, right? Yeah. Like, he's, another bad, he's a bad year away from going to irrelevance. And he had the opposite happen, and this is where he gets to 22. Okay, here's some other ones. Okay. This is this is the key on the wide receiver spot. Okay. Yep. Mike Evans, winning you leagues. Riser. I want to see how much this one actually was. This is interesting to me. 37 to 28. Oof, nine spots? There's the sounder. <laughs> wow. Mike, Keenan, he's, Keenan not even a, he's not even a wide receiver, too. Keenan Allen. 40 to 30. Now, is this is this the actual ranking like right now? Yes. Okay. He's going to probably – he probably got a slight ding, year. right, because exactly of the one, injury? Exactly one year later, too. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, Josh – or uh, sorry, not Josh. Jeez, my bad. R.I.P. Romeo. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. Mm. What 53 to 44. Still kind of in that irrelevant – yeah, he probably at some point you could you could probably see the peak, right? He probably got into the 30s and then he's uh, getting right back to the same spot. End of list. No, Tank Dell got to be. 
He wasn't in the league last year. I don't. Oh, you're much. talking no rookies. You're talking only second year players. I need. I need one year of fair. data. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. Um, let's let me think about. It. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. Obviously, you have the data in front of you. I'm just I'm just thinking of like people that would that I would be curious to see how far they actually got up. Um, Any kind of breakout wide receivers that you can think of that that were big risers. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what about Ridley? But he's probably started too high, huh? Uh, he's down from where he was. Too. That's what I was saying. He started too high. What about Jeez. Pittman? How much did Pittman go up? If Ooh, any, I get you, Michael Pittman. But the problem with Pittman and a problem with a lot of these wide receivers, Adam, is one thing: the rookies. So Pittman last year was wide receiver twenty-four, and he's uh fifteen. He's, he's up to sixteen right now. Oh, so he, all right. I'm looking at fifteen on mine. So he he just he basically kind of fits the criteria, just a little short though. Eight spots instead of nine. I got gotcha. you. Right. So he, he, he's also one of the rare ones, though, where it's even – you get close to 10, basically, as a not-rookie player. That's tough to do. I'm trying to think who else would be in this mix, non-rookies. Um, Most of them actually go down. It's kind of like the tight end it's spot. The, it's the law of, uh, of gravity, you know. It's the, all, these, all these rookies come in, and they just take over so much hype. I'm trying to think – you're right. Most of these guys are going to go down big time. You you just scroll that list top to bottom. I think where we listen <clears> on fifty wide receivers on page one for keep trade cut. Most of them you're going, they're vets. People don't like them. Yep. They're rookies that were inflated last year and now have collapsed <laughs> a little bit. Or they're you know a lot of these spots are the incoming rookie class, right? Like Jalen well, Hyatt's making page one, right? Well, top fifty of- wide receiver Marvin Mims, Pop Douglas, QJ. Like these guys. Don't really, in reality, deserve to be here. But you're like, yeah. who the hell else are we putting here? <laughs> well, I, I think I think the reality too, though. <clears throat> when I the reason I said Pittman, like he he's one of the few guys that fits the bill. Because think about it this way: like the old guys, like you said, like Evans, right? Evans and Keenan Allen, they have to absolutely like nuclear smash just to tread water slightly, right? Like they kind of swum a little bit upstream uh but like think about Devonte adams right he's not actually performing at a crazy high level right now right <laughs> okay here's a good one for what you what do you got give me it last year at this time debo samuel was having a <clears throat> bad year considering previous year right he was like what top two wide receiver cooper cup doesn't doesn't happen debo samuel has like the greatest wide receiver fantasy season we've probably ever seen right where you're like holy hell debo's <clears throat> a league winner yep Last year struggled, down year for him. He was yep. wide receiver 21 at this time last year, Adam, on a bad season. Yep. He is now back, winning you leagues. <laughs> well, he, he, he's, he's gone, gone down back, two he spots. Back, he got back to 21 or something, right? He's gone down two spots. Is he, has he? Yeah. <laughs> he's gone down. It's like, Debo, man. It's Debo, you know? <laughs> this, this is how finicky we are with wide receiver. I think it just speaks to how deep the position is as a whole. <clears throat> uh, this is another great rookie class of wide receivers which is going to suppress all these guys right like we talk about we talk about the michael pittman rise okay and he's gone up a few spots from last year but michael pittman next year will be another year older and we're going to have three or four rookies already ranked ahead of him as soon as they enter the league in in april (laughs) that's the way of life right like we're going to rank marvin harrison jr above probably malik neighbors and, and then whoever that other wide receiver is, that you know, if a Keon Coleman goes to Buffalo or Cincinnati or something along those lines, right? Yeah, I mean, Roma Dunze, right? And all of a sudden, Michael Pittman becomes the afterthought, and he struggles to ever break into that elite tier. Like, it's just not going to happen for him. He can come out and put up 1,600 <clears throat> yards next year with, you know, 10 touchdowns. Nobody will care. 
Yeah. In reality. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll care on your fantasy team if you have Michael Pittman. Right? But but as far as overall consensus ranks, it'll be like, oh, well, he's 26. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good, right? Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> I want the next thing. That's crazy, man. I mean, well, it's not that crazy, though, because he, he, here's the way I look at this, too. The tight end position now, see, that, that year-to-year – um, the class is going to vary a lot and it's such a shallow position, but the reality is it's such a starved position that it doesn't take a great class for hype to come, right? That's the truth of the tight end position. Now, the difference in the receiver position is like, it, you're going to have a hard time. It, it, you're going to be hard pressed to find a class that's like completely barren with wide receivers. Now you'll have up and down classes, right? You'll have some that are. This year, you're not likely to year in and year out get Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I, I know Jamar Chase is young. It wasn't that long ago we had him, but you, it's not very often you get those type of guys. Because um, even Justin Jefferson, as great as he was, he was not that prospect. So um, the reality, though, is the influx at these positions is almost a lock to happen numerically. Like it just it's just gonna happen, and people get so crazy about youth. This is a great topic right now because, Mike, this is still in the fantasy playoffs we're looking at these rankings. Yes. You know what's going to happen to all the vets? Down. Down because of rookie people that have to come in and go higher. But also, guess what Guess what will happen? No matter you, whether you like it or not, Tank Dell's starting to work out. He's going to skyrocket up the rankings. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, think about them last year, right? Guys were getting in the A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb mix, man. Like yeah. all these second year guys and younger guys are going to go ahead of Diggs is going to be a year older. Plus he didn't do anything the last several weeks of the regular season fantasy, right? You have all these old guys that are just going to get pushed down for such a long period of time. We don't play football again until August. Hmm. What, what this is really telling me when I look at it, tight ends, right? You touched on that. I'm not touching the wide receiver position too, right? I'm not banking on a lot of big value surges from the wide receiver position. It's unlikely to happen. Nico Collins. That was about it. <laughs> That's about it, Adam. That's all you get. Everybody else, right? Think about uh, well, the, off season. Go ahead. I'm you sorry. Know, how oh, many oh, people? Oh. How many people fought us on John Mechie, mm-hmm. right? Or a third? Would you rather have right now, Mechie or the third? Uh, come on. <laughs> I mean, back in, in May, I still wanted the third. I definitely still want the third now. Um, a lot of these wide receivers, right, like if they start from the bottom or where they're at, so think about this, the uh, the Jonathan Mingos, Michael Wilsons, um, Traylon Burks, right, sad <laughs> to say. Like why they still have a, an iota of dynasty value, just get rid of them. Um, these are the guys that are actively beyond rosters. <clears throat> Don't be trading for them, getting them as throw-ins. Get get rid of them. Uh, Rashid Shaheeds, Adam. Uh, Khalil Shakirs. Dontavian Wicks. Yeah. Um, some of these other guys kind of in this range. Cedric Tillmans, Tutu Atwells, Trey Palmers, John Mechie, Parker Washington, Sky Moore. Think about Sky Moore last year. <laughs> how How much... How much would you like to, even I, I held on to Sky Moore shares thinking, okay, maybe. Just maybe I'll have a turnaround. This time last year, wide receiver 52. This time now, wide receiver 78. And just going lower and lower and lower. Terrace Marshall from a couple years ago. 
Terrace Marshall is kind of going to be the kind of archetype for in the offseason when you're scouring waivers and seeing like who's available. I don't care that you were excited about them way back when. I don't care that they had a good profile. If they're year two or three in the league and they're on your waivers at the wide receiver position, I'm not touching you and putting you on my roster for the offseason. Banking that I'm going to get a value resurgence from you at any point next year. Well, that's where this position, though. See, the tight end position, Mike, the reality of that position is uh, I, I want to move you because I want to just kind of liquidate. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to bank on a, a value bump. Now, the receiver position, I'm with you on banking on a value bump as far as like, you know, getting dynasty value to accrue and then trade away. But I think the move until it is not, until it becomes um, hit by everybody and values change and the majority of people start playing this way, holding, trading players to with the idea of holding is something that I'm, I don't necessarily have to do it right now. I actually think you're almost still going to get a little time to let the the young excitement train kick in, right? We got the combine, we got the senior bowl, we got all this stuff coming in. But there are going to be times this offseason, Mike, I, we did it last year, but this year even more so, I'm going to be making sure I'm trying to actively exploit the window to go by not value gains at the receiver position, but points per game and warp, right? And that's what I'm trying to do this by year. By production. Yep. yep. Adam, I will save this whole thing, the whole thing. And the thing I thought maybe I was probably doing wrong, turns out I'm 100% correct. I Boy, was doing it wrong. 100% correct. All right. I love 100% it. 100% correct. What, what right. thing is this? Stop investing in wide receivers in the offseason, like these Terrace Marshall types, these waiver wires, these Donovan Peoples Jones. Stop investing in these young athletic tight ends because I think I'm going to get a value bump. The, the, the ones you just mentioned there, just, I want to put a, a name, like a, a defining factor on this. The like face planners or the, the young guys that you thought you had named with that are going to have a bounce back. It's a Even terrible that, play. Th- think about well, like what's on waivers too at this time, <laughs> like what may be out there, right? Like A.T. Perry has done a little bit, but there's a chance he might be on your waivers here, you know, as soon as the playoffs are over and people are done using them for your best ball or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? Say, say a championship team has him in week 16. He's ruled out. He's not playing. You know, and they got to make a roster cut. That's the kind of dude that, like, it's cut last week and people go, oh, well, I'm out of the playoffs. I'll pick him up. You know, young guy. He's just a roster clogger for your team. Best ball, doesn't matter, right? You're not getting a value bump where you're going to turn a profit on this kind of guy almost ever, No, No, those ones, if you you think you're turning a profit, first of all, you're going to have to wait a while probably. You're going to have to wait to see them do something next year. Right. And then the reality there is even – like, are you one going to flip them, and two, is it, it like, is it possible? Who who's who are the buyers? A lot of times, those are guys that don't have a very good buyers market. Right. All right, Adam, running back spot. Okay. And this has usually been in the off season, like when I'm I'm thinking about it. I don't invest in the running back spot. Like I don't invest in these kind of guys because I think they don't have a value gain. And wrong. Kyron Williams. RB45 at this time last year, all the way up to RB8, and just keeps climbing higher and higher and higher. Rashad White, 19 at this time last year, up to running back 11. And I imagine that one will probably go up another few spots because Rashad White has been killing it here these last couple weeks. Brian Robinson, 26 to currently 18, and he's been out the last couple weeks with a hamstring. 
Jalen Warren, 42-24. to 24. Raheem Mostert, league winner Raheem Mostert, 59-32. to 32. Jerome Ford, 77-33. to 33. Chuba Hubbard, 57-36. to 36. Zach Moss, 82-38. to 38. Rico Dottle, 127 to RB49. And Ty Chandler, 89 to 50. Even at the bottom of this list, right? Like the non Kyron Williams of that. These guys have massive bumps where all of a sudden they have some value. Where you can get a third out of them pretty easily. You can get a second from a lot of teams. Uh, You can get multiple seconds for some of these guys. Or in the case of Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Brian Robinson, you know, maybe even a Jalen Warren or Raheem Mostert, depending on the right situation. You get a first. Like, I think Kyron is probably the most likely, and then Rashad White because of the youth, that kind of thing that people really covet in Dynasty. But it's nuts. All these running backs have gone from irrelevant, and some of them out of left field. You know, Rico Dottle at 127 to all of a sudden a top 50 running back, right? Because people go, oh, handcuffed Tony Pollard. He's done some things this year. Ty Chandler, we just saw him have a massive game. 89 last year, rode off. Nobody cared. Didn't matter. Now he's 50. Adam, you give it another three, four days, this dude will be in the top 30. <laughs> That's how it goes with the running back position. So, And why, why is that? Because it's so scarce. The turnover rate is so massive. It's just, it is, it is a brutal position to play. Well, I think, I think that is part of it. But I think there's a, there is actually a piece that the community is starting to all get aligned on correctly and or correctly or not everybody's in the same boat and that is what this position outside of a very 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 select few we're talking two three four guys they only care about one thing with this position that all the stuff you talked about with the tight end and the receiver what are we banking on hopium we're hoping for a production window at some point this position has this type of swing because if ty chandler is not producing nobody gives a Anything. He's, he's, he, Dwayne, he's, he's Dwayne McBride. Right. He's nothing. No, Nobody yes. cares. The moment, though, that he gets a workload, people are interested. The moment he gets that workload and thrives, people are foaming Very at the mouth. They're foaming yes. at the mouth, right? And that's because that position now has become a, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? A, a mercenary type position, right? It's a, what can you do for me right now? And the crazy part is, Mike, that is the only position that is that way in Dynasty now. It's the only one where mm-hmm. it's strictly production, unless you're one of the two or three, you know, God type prospects, God tier type prospects. For for most of them, I, I would still say that there is a uh, the the community as a whole hasn't quite caught on to that completely. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job. I would say you're seventy five percent right. But when I go and I look at some of these ranks, what justifies Tajay Spears with a RB twenty two rank. It ain't production. No, that one. That one is uh, the lack of Derrick Henry's production, right? Zach Charbonnet. What justifies him at RB twenty? That there, there, there are. There's gonna be. There's gonna be exceptions to the rule, right? Absolutely. Um, Keaton Mitchell, RB twenty five. Well, he he was starting to get some production going, and then he tore his ACL, and that 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 should take a significant nosedive. Roshan, thirty one. Roshan, at least, though, um, 
this last week we're starting to see that everyone else in that backfield is pretty garbage and you would like to see him get more. But again, running back 31 though, Mike, here's the thing about it. What does running back 31 even mean? Right. It doesn't mean anything. Well, he's a, he's ahead of Mostert. He's ahead of Jerome Ford. He's ahead of Chuba Hubbard. Now, Chuba Hubbard is uh, should be getting a lot of steam. Maybe he, he's an exception. Mostert is absolutely ridiculously undervalued, and it does. He's one of the guys that I think his age is so ridiculous. People are just, um, I guess, like uh, deer in headlights type thing. They right. don't know what to do when the keep trade cut comes up. Ro- uh, Roshan's ahead of James Conner. Yeah, those those two are those two are guys that are really really old for the running back position, and that's that is an error for sure. Those two, right? All right. Uh, what about a guy who's not? Uh, not old at the running back position, but produce more than Roshan has ever. <laughs> Who's this? Tyler Algier. Yeah, I guess that the uh, you know the the thing about the running back position too, Mike, is though, what do you what should you be projecting if you're not projecting points? Because Tyler right. Algier is not scoring your points. It's it's a path to a workload, right? Right, right. I'll give I'll give Roshan the nod there because. Uh, if we ever can get uh, rid of Arthur Smith, I would think that not that Algier goes to nothing, but that Bijan becomes the one A at minimum and a I pretty decent one A. Um, some some of the egregious ones too, like Kendra Miller, thirty four. That's all opium because he's done absolutely nothing. You know what? You know what the thing is with Kendra Miller? Done less than nothing, if that's possible. I don't. He might be a negative. You know what? You just you just you just hit it though. They have not seen him fail. They're gonna give him Ooh, the injury good path, point. right? I haven't seen him be bad yet. Mm-hmm. He's just been injured. Yeah, we're giving him a pass, an injury pass, right? Redshirt year. That's they haven't seen him fail yet. The difference is we've seen Tank Tank Bigsby fail, right? <laughs> Tank Bigsby does not get the Kendra Miller treatment. I would still hope. holding on at RB forty six, but yes, a lot lower. I mean, if that holding on, that that's a uh, oh my gosh, RB forty six. What, what's even in that range? It's got to be so gross. Uh, Alexander Madison's right above him, forty five. Yeah, who I'll, who would I rather I'll, have, you know, for the next two years of my dynasty team, Madison or Tank Bigsby? I'll take Madison. At least yeah. I've seen him play and produce. Yeah, I mean, Madison. I, listen, Ty, Ty Chandler, I think should get the job, but um, Madison is somebody that we've seen get uh, right. quite a bit of work, ugly or not. Tank Tank Bigsby's gotten you nothing as far as work. How about this, Tank Bigsby or Rico Dottle? Rico. <laughs> you at least see him have a role. And be productive in his role. I, I I would be interested in Tank Bigsby because of what we just discussed about the position. If he goes down further, like Correct. if he continues to get into that sixty range now. All right, listen. I don't need him to be very good. I just need him to get a chance again, right? All right. What about this, Tank Bigsby or Antonio Gibson? Um, oh, I think I'll take Antonio Gibson, which is probably the wrong process play. But from a prospect perspective, I think that if Gibson was to get work, I'd like that opportunity chance. I would say it's from the correct process play. Where's Tank Bigsby playing football next year? It's going to be in Jacksonville. What's sure. he going to be doing? Backing up Trevor Etienne. Well, Travis Etienne. Sorry, well, Trevor, Trevor. Trevor Etienne. No, but the difference <laughs> it's in is in my mind because he's transferring. It's okay. It's and okay. we're on we're on campus. We're can. on campus again. You can't. You can't. You don't have to apologize. I'd say, but the difference though, Mike, is Antonio Gibson has an injury. He's, his value is already bad, if, or if he doesn't play, he's older. Right. Tank Bigsby, Mike, uh, uh, that is the very true statement you just made as far as the tr- the Travis Etienne. That part was a true statement. Travis now, Etienne. Here's the difference, though. Travis Etienne goes down. What did we just talk about with all those other guys? Hopium. No, I mean, Tank Bigsby probably gets, you know, him and him, him and Deer. Hopium is fair, but 
there's a value value rise coming because of opportunity workload increase. Correct. Although Dearness Johnson could be the bell cow and he could be nothing. So also partly probably what keeps Kendra Miller up there. Right, we had all that hopium when Alvin Kamara was suspended at the beginning of the year. He still didn't do anything at all. Yeah, I mean, he also basically, right? Like, like I said, he basically didn't truly fail his opportunity share and how many games he played is just. I'm not saying it's the right process, by the way. I've I've liquidated my Miller shares pretty much across the board, frankly. I would say this though: like Tank Bigsby needs an injury uh, to have any kind of opportunity whatsoever like he mm-hmm. needs an injury in front of him the thing about antonio gibson one he already has the injury in front of him but two uh he's a free agent this offseason he can actually pick a destination where he has an opportunity you know what i mean like he right, gets Mike, that option here's the thing <laughs> he he had this is the problem with antonio gibson um well i while i i definitely am interested in getting some gibson shares cheap he had the opportunity in front of him this week right yes and chris rodriguez was a thing or it was you know, he's in the mix. Like, I don't know that yeah. Antonio Gibson right now has a spot that he can go pit, hand pick and get like necessarily a guaranteed 50, 50 workload. I would hope so. I've, I've seen him when he gets that opportunity, the difference between him and tank Bigsby is what I've seen him with an opportunity, be a running back one. Tank Bigsby has not been anything with any opportunity, but he hasn't earned any opportunity. Gibson is now, if he does not get any opportunity or doesn't earn a bigger bigger opportunity share at 25, he's completely done. I might still be able to flip Tank Bigsby for a 46 running back at, at this time next year. That's true. People are crazy. People are nuts with this. With this, like, guys, he got draft capital. It's the, the thing about how much Washington like abuses and hates Antonio Gibson in the situation he is. He's about to finally leave that. Tank Bigsby is just starting to be Antonio Gibson with. A hundred times less production. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing in the biggest thing in Antonio Gibson's way, though, going anywhere is going to be himself, and that's going to be with one thing we all know: don't fumble. Please hold on to the, the football, buddy. Like, if you go somewhere and can just have ball security, if you learn that skill, we are probably having a chance to get him on the field a lot more. To put a bow on this whole thing, while I'm getting to the off season, Adam, instead of me, you know, shooting my shot on these receivers that are never going to hit or these tight ends that are never going to do anything what am i going to do in the off season i'm going to invest in running backs just as many of them as i can with a reasonable opportunity okay not you know scott connor goes with that any rb on a 53 approach it's going to be hard because you're going in the off season you don't really know who's going to have job but if i can if i antonio gibson it's a great example like um let me let me get some of these guys kind of out of the way (laughs) gus edwards would be a good one right even though you've seen his workload like decline here lately what what if some other team you know was like hey we'll pick you up gus you know like a latavius murray style and all of a sudden he, he walks into a workload next year um kenneth gainwell's uh, elijah mitchell has fallen out of favor in san francisco but we've seen him be productive in the past right what if he's let go and go somewhere else right could walk into a a job or an opportunity uh, Deontay Foreman was a good one. We watched him struggle, come back from injury, have some moments, and then all of a sudden, you know, in the offseason, he was a, a free agent priority. And then at one point this year, it looked like he was going to have some work and then <laughs> kind of went by the wayside. But still, you had, like, value sell opportunities. Um, maybe, I don't know, I can't really get behind him, but maybe, <clears> like, Zamir White is kind of in that free range. Clyde edwards Dude, Zamir White is a perfect one. Look. Zamir White is is the poster child, Mike, of right. Tank Bigsby. Yeah, he Mike Zamir White. There there was amazingly two shares 
on certain best ball teams that I knew I should have cut. But guess what? I went to cut him going in the playoffs, and I'm like, you know what? Wait a minute. Josh Jacobs isn't going to play this week. Look what right. he did. He made best ball lineups. How about uh, Michael Carter? Could you get behind a Michael Carter? Listen, I think I think to be honest with you, this position I can get behind in a lineup league, like a, not a best ball league, in a lineup league. Rostering bodies, man. Just Dudes. stacking them up, stacking up bodies that have a chance to make lineups. I'm not I'm not talking about my fantasy lineup. I, obviously, that's the goal, but to make NFL rosters straight up. Like this, this Vikings thing with Ty Chandler. They they did not remember with Ty Chandler going from. What did he go from? Give that keep trade cut uh, again, just oh, yeah. for for the listeners. <clears throat> uh, eighty nine this time last year. Okay, and, and eighty nine to fifty. Now think about in between that time. What happened? The Vikings did everything they could to make sure Ty Chandler did not happen. They traded for Cam Akers mm. to use him as a, the backup to Alexander Madison. Cam Akers tears his other Achilles. Alexander Madison's not playing well. Finally goes down, and there's a Ty Chandler opportunity. They give him the workload. He thrives with it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think with the running back position, it's obviously we're looking for just the the guy that gets the workload. But if you just roster 8, 10 in the lineup league, if it, let's say you can have 25 roster spots, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. That's shallow, but twenty-five. I ten of them. I'll take ten. I'll take ten running backs, man. And then you just keep churning them out, right? If you find one on waivers that has a chance, if one of your guys hits, look at what you just said too, right? Look at how the positions as a whole, tight ends to go up in the season. You just talked about guys that surged that had great are having great seasons. The wide receiver position, you got eight to nine spots from guys that are having great years. Look at that running back position upload as far as both possibility to get in your lineup and tradeability. Let's see if I can identify any of these guys, right, just based on my list. We're going to double window this baby here. All right. Oh, I like this. Triple monitor. <laughs> uh, the joys of it. Okay, so I gave you Kyron. He went from 45 at this time last year to 8. Um, now, I'm not projected a bump, but what was Kyron last year? He was a rookie. Uh let me see if I can find any rookies kind of around that range. Yeah, well, he, he was a rookie and then uh, unfortunately had the injury in uh, training camp, right? Right before the season started. Tank Bigsby. There you, <laughs> there you go. Do you want to invest in some Tank Bigsby? He's a running back, Adam. Mike, I, I'm not going to like invest at cost into Tank Bigsby, right. but at the same time, Mike, here's the thing. I think truly at the running back position, when a guy gets really, really gross, that's when I'll ask is a throw in. Yeah. You know what? Here. Toss me that tank, Bigsby. I'll take him. All right. Um, and it's not because I think he's that good, but, Mike, we saw Travis Etienne get hurt in the preseason before. I mean, he's a running back. He's a mercenary. I, I, We knock on wood. We never want Travis Etienne to get hurt, but if he did, who knows? Maybe Tank Bigsby has a, you know, top 20 running back year. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. Brian Robinson, he was 26 last year, uh, getting work as a rookie. Like doing some things, it was unimpressive, uninspiring. Uh, we used to make the joke. We call him what? Slow Rob. Everybody <laughs> called him B Rob. He's Slow Rob. Uh, Roshan's RB thirty one. Maybe you make that investment now. Well, I think I think Roshan. The reason, like you talked about the production thing, I think Roshan's value there 
is um, the only reason you could make this the case for it being kind of close is that the opportunity path is definitely there for his taking. Okay. This time last year, Jalen Warren. He had done some things, but really never really had a usable week at this point. Uh, he was 42. <clears throat> He's catapulted up to 24 as of today. Yep. How, how about this? Another rookie in that range. Okay. Who's explosive. Kind of yeah. actually looks like him. Chase Brown. Ooh. Ch- Ch- now, Chase Brown is an interesting one because Mixon's um, uncertainty for next year. I'm not saying he can't come back, but definitely – That'd be that'd be an interesting one to see what his uh that's a that's one that you can you know you, you put the old pin in like where what, let, let's see what he does over the next several months. This one will be a tough one, but uh, Raheem Mostert. <laughs> I'm not saying production, but old crusty running back who's like maybe done some things in the past, but they wrote him off. Elevated, made the jump. Uh, he started at 59, Adam. So if I kind of look around that range. Um, Miles Sanders? Maybe? No. Okay. Kareem Hunt? <laughs> no, I mean, look, well, okay, here, here's the thing. I I will roster Miles Sanders. I will roster Kareem Hunt. I think the thing with Mo, most of it's kind of a, a lucky struck goal. I shouldn't say lucky. You might have invested, but the reality is the situation with the scheme plus his Rare track speed ability and hitting a hole is just different. Plus his plus his low tread. Like how many guys of his age have that track speed error in that offense and have that low tread? Right. Almost it, it's like completely conundrum. It's, it's not existent. All right. Yeah, that was probably a tough one. How well, about I mean, a, it, it, I, I like the oppor- I like trying. It's just that one's gonna be a hard one to replace. Jerome Ford, uh, seventy-seven to thirty-three. So if I look around the seventy-seven range, he was also a rookie last year, right? Mike Jerome Ford. Can I tell you why Jerome Ford is a, Jerome Ford is a great example of why Tank Bigsby? I know their their rankings are very different, but that's why Jerome Ford wasn't going to get any type of work really, like minimal work behind Nick Chubb, yep. and he goes down, and all of a sudden you never know, right? Uh, I'll give you a uh, Evan Hull. Interest you in him? He's seventy one right now. Uh, Injured. I guess it would see like what's going to happen uh, with guys in front of him because he's not even the backup at the moment, right? Kenny Mack. I can get behind it. Yeah, that that's an opportunity. You know, you just you get the opportunity for that offense, and you're happy. All right, let me go like super deep diving though. Okay. Uh, Zach Moss. He had a couple years in the league. We wrote him off. He was 82. <laughs> 82 this time last year, all the way up to 38. Right with a yep. roll. Yep. Had some good moments this year. Uh, any of these other running backs have had a couple years in the league. Um, Damian Harris. Kind of wrote him off. And he had that really scary injury. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen anything from him. But say he comes back, he's healthy next year. He's had some moments in the league, and we kind of forget about him. I mean, that that's one probably at, at low cost. Like, yeah, put him on your team. Um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, 92, man. We bank on one more year of resurgence. <laughs> Like I got Dalvin Cook at this time last year for RV ninety two prices. Okay, here's the thing. I think with Dalvin Cook, the reason it's it's so hard to get behind it is not actually because my God, it's not the fact that he looks toast. Although that's really hard to ignore. It's the fact that is Dalvin Cook ever going to really be ninety two prices because it's Dalvin Cook. Unfortunately, that, that's the problem for me. 
unfortunately, too, like watching Brees Hall play the Dolphins this last week, he also looks cooked, and I know he's not. So maybe, well, maybe, I, just maybe. I'm not. I'm not saying that. That like I, I would be interested at Dalvin Cook if he costs right. running back a hundred. If he's if he's nearly free. The problem nearly is, free. You, you know what? Uh, like Dalvin Cook might could have another bad year or two, and he still is probably going to be roster roster ship and sleeper just way too high. People people can't let names like that go. All right. Uh, from way out in left field, Rico Dottle <clears throat> all of a sudden had a role. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I, I'll give you one. I got one right here for you, possibly. I love it. Give me – come on, give it to Kevin, me. Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris also just scored a touchdown this last week, right? He did just score a touchdown, but right now he's RB121. I think Kevin Harris is a great um, – he's a gross but great just stash. Like – you're not expecting much from him. And the great part about having a guy like Kevin Harris, Mike, is what? If he's not getting workload and you have a shorter bench, roster bench. Free. Bye. You put him right back to waivers. Right? You, you have no, like, with some of these guys that have this dynasty value, you don't want to give up on. Right. Kevin Harris isn't that. You just you, you send him back. You know, you kind of put the Ooh. fish back, right? R- Rico Dotto could have been that, right? Exactly. It was a debate who was going to be the backup behind Tony Pollard this year. Rico Dotto and Malik Davis. Malik Davis wins that job, you cut Rico Dottle, and you move on with your life. Yep. Right? Yeah. He doesn't have that rise. Kevin Harris kind of same thing. Week yep. one, he doesn't make an NFL roster, you cut him. Who cares? Move there on you go. With I think, too, that, that, that's a really good point because um, you, you think about the Kevin Harris thing. Like, yeah, Kevin Harris may not be the projected even running back three, but that that doesn't matter right now. You're just right. getting bodies because – the, the depth chart can shake out a, a multitude of ways. Injuries, trades, anything. For sure. Uh, Dwayne McBride would be the other guy to throw on that list. Yeah. Afterthought I'll, now. No one cares. I've, I'll free. continue to roster him at free, for sure. Free 99. I thought that was interesting, though, just to go through it. Because I've, I've always kind of been like, well, I like this tight end. You know, what if he pops? Or I like this wide receiver. What if uh, Justin Ross does something? Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what if I get some training camp highlights of Justin Roth? There's a possibility. Actually, shows uh, tight ends, wide receivers, they don't really matter. If you're going to invest in players in the off season, <laughs> off season, you know mm-hmm. these these guys at the bottom of your rosters, invest in running backs first and foremost if you can find them, especially the free ones. They they could hit, they could pop, they make an NFL roster, and all of a sudden they're backing up so and so, and they all of a sudden have dynasty value. And then if that person gets injured. You know, I think about Jerome Ford. All of a sudden, now you have an actual realistic dynasty asset. Yes. Or Kyron Williams. Yes. Afterthought rookie, rode off. Cam Akers goes down. He's getting the work. Boom. <laughs> That's the dude. Um, and then quarterbacks. Backup quarterbacks. But make sure they're good. <laughs> right? Make sure that they have like reasonable jobs. Either they're playing right now and performing well. If you want to invest in all the Jake Brownings of the world, go for it. Playing well. Maybe you hit a... Brock Purdy light. Uh, but if not, like invest in those guys like Gardner Minshew's of the world, right? Those guys yeah. who who possibly could be starters somewhere, but more than likely they're just going to be career backups. But they're going to be solid backups. Don't don't go investing in the uh, the Tanner McKees, <laughs> Adam. Like, don't Yuck. don't invest in those guys. No. Yeah, pass on those dudes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, actually, you know, uh, talk, I mean, we're talking roster construction here. I love this. The reality, too, in, in lineup, Mike, this is where best ball and lineup can get so different. But let's talk, we're talking lineup here. Yeah. For me, anyway, like, what? Okay. You just talked about all these receivers that are roster cloggers. You talked about all these tight ends that 
I, I, Mike, if I'm going to invest in tight ends, it's actually going to be in the draft and the ones that are young that I think have the balloon flip, right? Yes. Everybody else, wide receivers that are too far down the line, face planners, roster cloggers. Not worth it. Not going to give you a flippability. Not going to give you a play in lineup. Correct. Tight end position as a whole, Mike, I want to slim down my tight end room universally in lineup leagues unless it's a two tight end league. And then even there, I probably want to slim it down to a certain position, like, you know, four, five tops. And a yep. lot of times you'll have way more than that. What happens? Just laws of mathematics, right? Guess who, guess where you're going to be investing. If it's not those two running back, because why there is one, any one of these guys could be in your lineup. Boom. Yep. Right. And two, there's also flippability from any running back. That's, you know, Kevin Harris, 121. Would you, I don't think anybody would be shocked. Well, maybe right now you would be. I, I shouldn't use the name Kevin Harris, but we've seen so many guys. You've already named the numbers. Let's just use the numbers. Let's not use the names of guys that have ascended from 80s to 30s, 90s to you know that range. Right. It's not shocking to see a guy that doesn't have a role become relevant. And then the quarterback thing, Mike. One, it's a when you think about the scarcity of it. Like in the quarterbacks, superflex quarterbacks are already scarce and run the world. Right. Yes. Even if it's half of the injuries of, of this of this year, next please. year, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to speak it into existence. Please. Believe me. But even if it's that, Mike, any one of those backups has flippability and has a potential and a Relevancy. you know in a pinch to make a lineup. Right. So. Yep. Those are the two that uh, you want to that I basically. Am, Plottering, like my whole bench is going to be littered with those guys. I want to have just enough for roster construction, a little bit of depth at receiver, very little at tight end, and that's it. That's it. I, th- I think even for my best ball teams, though, this open my eyes, at least in the off season, right? I will get myself to a proper <laughs> best ball roster. That's actually fair too. As we get to week one, Adam, but just in the off season, <clears throat> let me roster some of these running backs because as we get to training now, camps, now the running backs, I'm with happens. you on. Yes, or. uh you know, I'm not even saying like backup quarterbacks, but if I have the choice between rostering even a backup quarterback, Adam, like a Gardner Minshew type, a Jameis Winston, like one of these dudes who is mm-hmm. the backup to to the starter, the incumbent, I would rather roster that than one of these youthful wide receivers or one of these youthful tight ends that probably isn't going to do anything at all, right? And it's just going to be an afterthought. If I'm going to spend roster spots on on wide receivers and those kind of guys, even in best ball, Adam, I'm mm-hmm. with you to the point that you said earlier. I'm chasing production. I'm not chasing hopium. Like I'm not chasing potential flippability. That is that is literally the that's the key to take away from this show. If you're going to bank in, you know, if you're going to basically try to buy some of this um, age in the off season, understand even starting at like year three receivers, it needs to be for production. Otherwise, you're you're not you're probably um, it's a fallacy, I think, to think you're realistically going to get some kind of a value bump, frankly. Correct. It's it's very unlikely. <laughs> right? It's very unlikely you're going to find Nico Collins. Right. It's very unlikely at the tight end position you're going to find a Jake Ferguson. Right. I mean, well, and, and let's talk about it, frankly. I, I, I'll be completely blunt to everybody right now. I like the role that they both have. I like Nico Collins. I like Ferguson. I want them on my dynasty teams. But why do they both have value? They are attached to C.J. Stroud, and Ferguson is attached to Dak Prescott. A quarterback who throws to a tight end in an offense that features their tight end. Yes, and and, and you have a, you know, 
young. What, what looks like a generational quarterback coming in at the yes. rookie position, right? So yep. that's the difference. If you can tell me these guys have pass catchers and that's part of the reason you're buying in, that's the probably the – I wouldn't do it too much, but that's the rare exception. Like, okay, this guy's wide receiver 60. I think C.J. Stroud has top 10 upside. Okay, maybe it costs there, but you shouldn't be doing that play really at all. If the if you're going to go against the grain, you better be saying to yourself, "I believe this quarterback is the difference maker, not the player." For every time you've been right about that, you've probably been wrong about four other dudes. Though. So. That's why I'm saying it's it's not it's the process play is not to do it, but I'm saying if you're going <laughs> to go you. against the grain, like you better make sure it's at least that. Don't do it for some you know. There's some trash quarterback situation. Right, like the sky more. He's well, attached to Patrick Mahomes. They don't have anybody else outside of Travis Kelsey. What, let me tell you one of the biggest errors. Now, Elijah Moore still probably hasn't had a good quarterback, but what was the problem with him in going into year two when we were trying to bet on him? Quarterback so, play. Quarterback we were hoping play. it was Zach Wilson, right? And But yep. he, he was not sure. Zach Wilson was a bad quarterback. Turns out he's probably not a good receiver either. But like, <laughs> the, the point is, to your point, like you can you can, you can can make pivots to say, oh, we I think this is a good quarterback. I think this is a good receiver. It's just not the right process play pass on it yep pass on it well that's gonna do it man i thought this was pretty good i was just sitting at work thinking around and i was like you know some of these teams i gotta start cutting the bottom of my benches and you want to get into assets but have i been doing this wrong for multiple years like i'm always out there adam taking the elijah higgins of the world i don't mean to pick on him but you know that's a guy i liked at one point Young, youthful, athletic tight end, and I'm like, ah, if he ever hits, though, I could be sitting on a gold mine of Elijah Higgins shares. And the reality is, no one cares. <laughs> it's probably never hit. Well, I think, I think actually, though, like to your point, yes, the process is 100% not to do that. I, I'm okay though. Like, this is the thing: you're going to have a hard time finding roster spots with only those two positions. I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing though is understand that it's not a likely bet. And if you're going to do it, make sure you're only doing it once. Like if you want cuz you have to fill your roster with something, if you're going to do one one bet on that, understand it's probably not a good bet and you're hoping for the rare case scenario. But just make sure you're not filling the back end of your bench because you're having a hard time with these guys you don't know. Don't don't overfill it with tight ends that all have almost no chance to get up there, right? Like I think that's something that you see a lot of times is, "Oh, well this guy if he hits, no." Don't do that too often, if at all, right? Just just to throw it out there, right? We do deep best balls, deep best balls. It's fair. It's, it's fair. I mean, we're talking 36, 35 roster spots, like ridiculous. I just, I just pulled up a random one, so I wasn't cherry picking. Okay. Running backs currently on waivers right okay. now. Rashad Penny, Damian Harris, Eric Gray, Kenny McIntosh, Malik Davis, James Robinson, Matt Breida, uh, Zonovan Knight, right? Raheem Blackshear, Trey Sermon. Uh, Naheem Hines, if that's your flavor. Elijah Dotson, uh, Daryl Henderson, Jermichael Hasty. <laughs> I think these are just some some running backs that are just chilling out there on waivers. Jeez, yeah, there you go. I figure if I trim off the bottom, what five, six roster spots. Yeah. Instead of me going to uh, the wide receivers and picking up uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's on waivers, Adam, <laughs> Justin Ross, Paris Campbell, Terrace Marshall, like those kinds, or tight ends, Cole Turner, I liked him once upon a time, Albert O, which I would probably do. Uh, why don't I just pick up all these running backs? Find the five or six that I like, roster them, see what happens. I don't think Rashad Penny's very good at him, but what if he goes somewhere? Right? I, I don't Shit, either. He's the perfect case <laughs> of... 
didn't actually become anything, but I remember there's people hyping them up, right? I got a quote or something. Like, if I told you Rashad Penny is healthy for all 16 games, 17 games of the season, he's an RB1. <laughs> like, I got a quote from somebody on Twitter. That was a thing in the offseason. That was actually said. Oh, Those words no. came out of somebody's mouth. No. Guess what? Rashad Penny has been healthy. <laughs> a healthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, that's the perfect one, right? Like, somebody will hype this up where I'm getting Rashad Penny literally for free. I could probably trade him on, you know, I'm just using him as an example. But you could sure, trade yeah. him for a third, you know, just yeah. on that, that tweet alone. Yeah, I think, too, um, see, see, the one difference, though, is, Mike, okay, I, I think this is the biggest thing. It's Flippability is big part of it, right? Now, raw, process or not, if a tight end gets a value bump, you can flip him, right? If a wide receiver gets a value bump, you can flip him. Here's the difference, though. If you can't flip him, you, fl- you can't flip any of these. You know what the running back can do? is actually matter for you. Right. That's, right. That, I think, is why, if you just think about it that way, you have to, fi- you have to find in a, 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 to, to off a roster clogger receiver or a face planner that is also a roster clogger, you got to find a sucker, man, or someone that just loves this prospect, right? The right. tight end, you have to find someone that really values that position still or like is needy at tight end. You could do it, but you can't put them in your roster and feel good about it in lineup leaks, right? right. Running back, Mike, if you started Zamir White this week, you're happy. You started Ty Chandler this week, you're happy. Static. Mike, Static. I'll tell you one thing. I, I have uh, Barkley and Achan, and guess what? You Couldn't would. start Ty Chandler and you, you R.I.P. <laughs> you would have rather started Ty Chandler and Zamir White this week than Barkley and Achan. Think about and, that. And, and guess what? That's the last uh, start start sit decision I'll have to make for the rest of the season because uh, it's over. <laughs> you know, it's not because it's the best. And, ball and you know what? The best part about losing in the first round is wild card. You don't even get a third place game. Uh, you get a fifth place game. But bye. <laughs> a real game that doesn't matter. Yuck. Luckily, though, if you're playing uh, playing South Harmon leagues, uh, most of my leagues don't pay out third place, so you don't even have to worry if you lose in the semis. <laughs> yeah, you get a quick start with the showers. Well, you know what the worst part is, though, Mike. Seeing also in South Harmon leagues, I don't even care. The bet, the third place payout, whatever you want to pay, I, I don't want it, but whatever. Mike, here's the difference, though. I can tr- I can start trading away these That's players true. I don't want. Guess what I have to do now is watch. Just two weeks up. of nothing while well, I have no chance to do anything and then wait till the, the deadline gets you yeah. know removed and now all of a sudden the league's open for trading. Here's a perfect time for you to get a jump on roster construction then, huh? Well, <laughs> not in that the bottom of the benches, son. Oh, I could, yeah, I mean, I guess I could just cut people yeah, and get right. the waiver wires. Start going. cutting. Get the waiver wires. Get the Rashad Petty shares. I got Ken news McIntyre for you, buddy. Shares. I got news for you, man. I just picked up Patrick Taylor. Um, I've got uh, Raheem Blackshear. I, I got... Listen, I, Mike, I, I had Easton Stick already. I, this league is um, one of my few lineup leagues, and it is roster-constructed yeah. the right way. Now, Still guess what I can tell out. you about that good roster construction? RIP. Most points for in the league. Didn't get a bye. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey. Goodbye. This is the breaks, man. This is the breaks. It's over. Fantasy is a cruel cruel mistress <laughs> i mean cruel I, you know what and and here i am doing a podcast like loving every moment of right. every every ounce of fantasy after you know you get your heart taken out like that as long as you can say you love to hate it 
And now Mike, I hate I, to love it. You, you remember um, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones? Yes. That's exactly what I felt like. I, I could see it being removed from my chest you got your and beating, out. and I was right in front of my face. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was between that and when uh, when I had to, they made me lick the white dog poop. You know, <laughs> either or. <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody tapping in. That's going to do it for Canton Bound episode seventeen. We'll see you back here same time, same place for episode eighteen. Appreciate everybody, and good luck to y'all if you made the semis or if you didn't. My apologies for you know ripping the bandaid off old wounds, but get a jump on that roster construction. <laughs> Let's go do it. I'm out of here. Peace. Peace.